And when I started to use the moon as a way to not only understand myself, but understand the world around me, I started to manifest. I started to become more successful. I started to evolve in my life. I started to understand different facets of myself and accept myself no matter what phase I was in, just like the moon. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Follow Your Path podcast, episode two. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel, and You may be thinking, another episode already? And heck yeah, is my answer. (laughs) It's my launch week. It's my birthday week. I'm so excited to get this podcast going. I think just recording that first episode and kind of getting out those first episode jitters really helped. I set this goal back in late July, early August, and I set the goal to launch a podcast as a six-month goal. And here I am like two and a half months later. So I am just celebrating the fact that I am here. And I mentioned on episode one that I wanted this podcast to be a little bit different in regards to my niche because I don't just have one. I have several, you know. I live in the world of the woo, as I call it, but I'm also a yoga teacher. I'm a huge advocate for natural women's health. I really love to dive into all things spirituality. So I want to offer a little bit of all of that here. And I thought, what better way to introduce what I want to offer on this channel by you know, offering a different episode every single day of my first launch week. And then I'll slow it down. I promise. It'll be more like one or maybe two episodes a week, depending on what's going on in 
my world and the astrology world and what I want to bring to you. But I just want to say thank you so much for supporting me on this venture. I'm so excited to be here and just kind of reintroduce myself to the world in a different format, in a different way. And for those that know me, I love to talk and I love to share story and I love to teach. And so I hope that what I have to offer you through today's episode and future episodes serves you. I thought that our best topic for episode two would be the moon and talking a little bit about the moon, about lunar cycles, and also why I work with the moon. And I felt like this was the next logical step because it really was kind of the next big path for me as far as bringing me down the road to where I am today, as far as leading moon circles, new moon and full moon circles, you know, guiding others through the moon, helping people manifest with the moon, helping others understand the energy of the moon. I have several moon-based programs online. It's really revolved around all that I do. And I also mentioned in episode one that some people even refer to me as Mother Moon. And that's because I've kind of been called Mother Moon for a while. And my brand was Mother Moon Sister. And I also have a studio and a yoga channel called Mother Moon Yoga. So the moon has very much been a part of my identity and you know, introducing myself as Vina Linnae in the first episode, I think now I have to dive deeper and just tell you a little bit more about why the moon is so important to me. I'm going to go back to the beginning in 2013 when I really started to get to know the moon. And before that, really the only thing that I knew was full moons make us crazy. And that's because I was in the world of customer service and it just seemed like people were always a little bit crazier or, you know, more angry or had more complaints. There was like a heightened energy. There was a lot more confusion around full moon energy. And I didn't know anything about the moon and neither did my coworkers, but we would always say like, oh, it must be a full moon. And lo and behold, it would be when customers and clients were just acting a little bit crazy. So that's really all I knew about the moon until I started to dive deeper into the world of yoga. At that time, I was taking a couple of yoga classes a week at a local gym. And then I was also kind of developing this self-taught practice online. So for those that don't know, I have been practicing yoga at the time of this recording for nearly a decade. But for the first two to three years of that journey, it was self-taught online with a little bit of class on the side complimentary, but they were small classes. And like I said, it was only like one to two times a week. I wasn't really doing anything uh, major there. I really developed my yoga practice at home, learning through Instagram and YouTube. And the more that I started to learn about yoga through social media, I learned that the moon played into the practice and specifically Ashtanga yoga um, does not practice or Ashtanga yogis do not practice on new moon and full moon days because gravity is just a little bit different. 
when we're in a new moon, gravity is stronger on earth and that makes us feel a little bit more grounded, but it can also make us actually feel slightly heavier in our body or more tired just because of that stronger gravitational pull down. Um, we can also just energetically be deep down in our emotions. And so it's not the best time to be practicing because we're not fully present and we're not really harmonized in our energy. So it's hard to decide what kind of practice is really appropriate for that time with our body and with our energy. And the same kind of applies with the full moon, except during a full moon, the energy of earth is weaker. We're pulled up towards the moon and this makes us less grounded. So we are obviously less balanced when it comes to grounding into the earth. So you want to be really mindful of your practice, be careful with your postures and you're pulled up towards the moon, which means you're pulled up into your head. You're kind of pulled off center and you might be just kind of not thinking about what you're doing. You aren't as present and you're more prone to injury. Why not take that opportunity to rest, right? There's a time for movement. There's a time for rest and life is all about balance. And so working with the moon when it comes to interweaving it into the yoga practice, I started to understand that yes, I didn't need to practice every day and maybe the practice that I did needed to change depending on what was going on with the moon and what was going on with gravity. So that was back in 2013 and that's where it started for me. And then I started to go deeper because I was trying to understand more about my fertility cycle. So my husband and I got engaged. Now he's my husband, but at the time he was what my, my boyfriend. He proposed, he became my fiance. We got engaged. I knew that we were gonna get married in the next couple of years. And I wanted to kind of get a hold of my fertility and really understand what was going on with my menstrual cycle because at the time, I had, well, previously I had undergone a surgery and been diagnosed with endometriosis and been told that it might be difficult for me to have children the older I get. And I really wanted to understand that more. So I started to go down the natural route to understand endometriosis and understand, um, you know, just kind of these, these things that happen with the womb that can affect fertility and see what I can do to help prepare my womb um, for a, you know, a, to prepare it to be more likely to conceive. So somehow, some way, and I honestly don't even remember how I got here, but I found this whole concept online that maybe these things happening to me, this in this possible infertility or endometriosis, I also had had some abnormal pap smears come back. I had had to do some cervical biopsies. I had had some dysplasia, some cell dysplasia that luckily eventually cleared up over time. But at that time, maybe having some, some possible scares about cervical cancer. I, you know, just had a lot going on and wanting to heal it all from a more natural perspective and a holistic perspective. I somehow came around the concept that Maybe it was more of an energetic thing that was causing this imbalance in my womb. And the way to heal it was to get back into touch with my menstrual cycle. And 
yeah, I was on birth control at the time. I was super out of touch with my menstrual cycle. I really didn't know anything about it. (laughs) I just knew that I wore my Nuva ring for three weeks and then took it out or I took a pill for three weeks. I was on a lot of different birth controls at the time, off and on from my doctors trying to help me through my journey. And what I started to learn was, hey, I just needed to get back in touch with this very feminine part of me, this journey I was going through every month that I was kind of ignoring. And so, you know, it's more for another episode, but when I started to tap into knowing more about my cycle, knowing more about my menstrual cycle, I somehow came across the fact that my menstrual cycle lined up with the cycle of the moon. They were about the same length and time and the energy kind of aligned with the energy of new moon and full moon and back to new moon again. And I started following several women in the online world who really promoted natural fertility and promoted understanding not only the lunar cycle, but understanding our own personal menstruation cycle, which is known as a personal moon cycle. And that was another major step for me with the moon. So I really just started to learn more. I started to learn about the different archetypes of the feminine, understanding the different energies of our fertility cycle, understanding more about the moon and how menstruation lined up with that. And then I just wanted to learn more about the moon. So, you know, my curiosity just started to grow as always. I've always had a thirst for knowledge and I wanted to learn more about the moon from there. So I dove deeper. I started to learn about new moons and full moons and their zodiacal influences. So every new moon and full moon is in a different astrology sign and I started to learn more about that and what that meant. And I started to, you know, tune into moon circles online or subscribe to content that helped me, you know, create my own personal moon ceremony or moon ritual at home. And I really honestly just got into the moon. Now, astrology has always been kind of a thing that I was attracted to. And I think that the reason I was so attracted to the moon was because it was something that reminded me of that nurturing feeling I used to get from my father who had very recently passed. When I was a little girl, I remember just lying under the stars. I remember in the summertime, my dad would get a blanket and we lay it down you know, out in my grandma's yard or maybe in the back of the truck and maybe on the hood of her car, but we would just lay out on this blanket under the stars and my dad would point out all of the constellations to me. And as I got older and I became more of a, less of a little girl and more of a teenager, we still did it. We laid out on the trampoline under the stars and we would just have these big talks about the universe and the cosmos and quantum theory and, you know, sci-fi things and things that weren't even talked about 20 plus years ago, but they are some of my favorite memories. And I just remember just kind of growing up my whole life, having this strong addiction to the stars and just a 
fascination with astrology and like I'd even go to the Chinese restaurants and I'd see the Chinese zodiac and I'd want to know like which one I was and what that meant and I would read the horoscopes and the papers and the magazines and it was just always my jam. So I have no doubt that the moon was kind of the missing piece of the puzzle in regards to me just being attracted to outer space and attracted to the stars and attracted to the universe. And so I felt like when I tapped into the moon and I learned about the moon that I was also kind of tapping into another energy of my father, even though he was gone. Now, I also find that the moon mothered me as much as it helped me to feel that fatherly love because the moon helped me understand my feminine self. It really wasn't until I started following the cycle of the moon in regards to female menstruation that I really understood my menstrual cycle, that I understood menstruation itself, that I actually learned about my fertility. I was nearly 30 years old before I learned about my actual fertility cycle. And this is because my mother never taught me these things. My mother had a lot of womb wounds and feminine wounds herself. And when it came to talking about periods and sex and, you know, just all of those things, it was just uncomfortable for her. And when it came to explaining to me what would happen with my body in regards to bleeding every month, the only real story and explanation she had was when this happens, you'll be able to get pregnant. And when this happens, boys will know and they're only going to want one thing. They're going to want to have sex with you. And if that happens, you can get pregnant. So don't have sex. (laughs) Happy period. You know, it was just like such a weird conversation. And I can still remember that just as a little girl sitting in our bathroom I don't even know how it got brought up because I did have that talk before I actually started bleeding. And I just remember it being a very awkward conversation about her telling me that I would be able to get pregnant and really trying to scare me into thinking that, you know, getting my period was such a bad thing because I could get pregnant. I could get pregnant. And um, of course, yes, you can get pregnant once you start having your period, but it's a very, very small window. And she never taught me anything about that. And I didn't learn anything about that in health class and school either. And it's funny now looking back, right? Because my mom was a nurse, but yeah, I mean, just none of those things were taught to me. So when I finally learned about it, when I finally learned about my menstrual cycle, about my fertility cycle and how that aligned with the moon, it was like the moon was a mother to me. And if you tuned into episode one, I briefly mentioned that I don't have a relationship with my mother. And at the time of this recording, my mother is still alive. I have not spoken to her in over 20 years, and it's been even longer. It's been about 25 plus years since I lived with her, really had a relationship with her, even if I really even had a relationship before that. So I have not had a mother in my life really for most of my life. And the moon became this mother to me all of a sudden 
when there was no one else there to do it. And that's when I really developed that strong connection to the moon. And it's really when I started to allow the moon to support me like a mother would support a daughter. I looked to the moon for guidance, for wisdom. I looked to my own moon cycle for knowledge, to help tap into my own power and my own energy. I started to see my moon blood and my moon time or my menstruation as a beautiful, blessed gift. I started to see my time in new moon ceremony and full moon ritual as a very sacred time for myself to honor feminine energy. And when I started to use the moon as a way to not only understand myself, but understand the world around me, I started to manifest. I started to become more successful. I started to evolve in my life. I started to understand different facets of myself and accept myself no matter what phase I was in, just like the moon. The moon goes through so many phases of flux and flow of energy, yet she always returns back to her bright, shining self. And we always know that she's going to return. We don't have any doubts. We know that the moon will wax and wane and cycle again. And the more I tapped into understanding that, the more that I started to know that I could always start over and begin again. That I would always cycle again, no matter what phase I was in. And the more I started to show up for myself in this cyclical way, the less I would doubt myself moving forward. Hey fam, how are you doing? I'm just checking in. And I'm actually curious to know If you knew anything about the moon before this episode, do you do ceremony with the new moon or full moon? Do you have some sort of ritual or do you know nothing at all except that maybe full moons make us crazy? I'm also curious to know if you're a woman who bleeds, how old were you before you learned about your fertility cycle or do you still not really fully understand your fertility cycle? Do you know that it lines up with the moon? Do you know that the word menstruation came from the word moon, moon time? I'd love to hear all about it in the comments. Make sure that you leave me a review. I would love to read it. Remember that I do a little drawing from all of the reviews each month and pick one to win a one-on-one soul coaching session with me. So make sure that you let me know how you vibe with the moon. Okay, I've got a little ad for you. I'm going to tell you about a free moon masterclass I have coming up. And then we're going to get back to my story in regards to my journey with the moon. Do you have a desire to learn more about the moon? Do you wanna know how the moon affects your energy? I have the perfect free event just for you. I made the Moon Magic Masterclass as a way to introduce the basic lunar phases of the moon, the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon, 
to others that were just starting to dive into learning more about lunar energy. This is for somebody that might know nothing about the moon at all, or maybe you were like me and you just knew that the full moon made people crazy and you needed to learn more. This three-part masterclass will help you develop a foundational level of knowledge around the moon and give you the basics of what you need to know in case you wanna dive in deeper and learn more. This three-part masterclass will cover the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon, and will help you to understand how the moon moves through a complete lunar cycle and how your energy fluxes and flows along the way. I hope you'll join me for this free masterclass and develop the same love of the moon that I have. You can find out more at venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. That's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. Once you sign up, you'll be taken to some additional pages on my website and you'll receive an email with more information. You'll also receive part one of your three-part masterclass right away. I hope you enjoy learning more about the moon with me. Again, to sign up for this free class, it's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. I'll see you there. I think the best thing to do now is talk a little bit more about the moon because I have mentioned a lot. I've mentioned that we have this cyclical journey with the moon. The moon has different astrological or zodiacal influences. I've talked about how the moon lines up with a woman's fertility cycle and menstruation. And I've mentioned even the process of manifesting with the moon. So I want to go back into each of these pieces and tell you more in case this is your first time learning anything about the moon. And Maybe you were back where I started back in the day where you were like, yeah, like I know full moons make people crazy or maybe you've just seen, you know, full moons typically are the vibe with crazy, creepy things, Halloween and werewolves and vampires and all of that jazz. And so I feel like a lot of people probably don't know more about the moon, at least if I didn't, I just kind of assume that a lot of other people don't either. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the new moon, let's talk about the full moon, and let's talk about lunar cycles. There are 13 moons in a moon calendar year, so let's let go of January through December, let's let go of the Gregorian calendar, and just go to a lunar calendar, and in regards to that, we're going by the process of lunar cycles or lunar phases, and there are 13 in a moon calendar year. And each lunar cycle is going to last roughly 29 and a half days, give or take a little more, a little less sometimes, depending on what's going on with our moons. We cycle from a new moon to a first quarter moon or half moon, then to a full moon and then to a fourth quarter or half moon, and back to a new moon again. And so when we've made that full journey with a moon, from new moon all the way around to new moon again, that's considered a lunar cycle. And that's that 
29 and a half ish days. Now, depending on where the moon is positioned, it's going to affect gravity. As I mentioned before, when we're in the new moon phase, if you can visualize the sun at the center of our galaxy, right? And then imagine the moon being in between the sun and earth. That's what it looks like in a new moon. And when we're in that phase, the moon is blocking the sun's light in the evening. And so we're seeing the dark side of the moon. That light is being absorbed by the other side of the moon, which we can't see when we're in that new moon phase. And that also means there's less energy on the moon side of things. And so gravity is stronger on earth. So when gravity is stronger on earth, we feel ourselves in our human body. We're having that human experience in the human body. We feel heavy. It's not like we're going to step on a scale and be, you know, a pound heavier, but we're going to feel it really subtly in our body because our body is made up of water and energy and we can really feel shifts in gravity and vibrational changes. And so we're going to feel heavier in our body during a new moon. That means we might also feel more tired. We might feel lethargic. We might feel a little less motivated to do things. We might also just kind of have a case of the blahs. We might be deep down in our emotions. New moons are a time of darkness. It's harder to see outside. It's a time when um, nighttime creatures are less active. And it's a time when we need to rest and be less active. And so these times when we're feeling like we don't want to do anything, if that's lining up with the new moon, you know, that's really just a time to rest. And side note, anytime we're feeling run down, that's pretty much a sign to rest, right? Now let's flash forward to the full moon. So the moon makes its way all the way around to the opposite of side of the earth now. So you would have, if you're picturing in your mind, the sun at the center of our galaxy, then we have the earth, then we have the moon on the other side of the earth, and now that light of the sun is shining onto the moon, reflecting back on the earth, and we can see it. And the energy is a little bit different during this full moon time. Number one, we are pulled into that light of the full moon, which means we're pulled up towards the moon, which means we are less grounded and we feel a little lighter in our body. We might have a little get up in our giddy up. We might have more energy. We might feel um, more social. We might wanna be um, kind of more out and alive and kind of out there in the world with ourselves. And it's also a time when we can feel a little crazy. So when we're pulled up into our head or pulled up more kind of into the upper regions of our body, we have something called heightened prana. And prana is life force energy. It's that energy at the sensation of the inhale. So if you were to inhale and just keep inhaling longer than you exhale, eventually you like run out, right? And you feel a little dizzy and you feel a little lightheaded and you might even pass out if you continue to do that. It's like a hyperventilation, but it's this increase of energy and an increase of um, vibration and frequency up in our mind, up in our head and even beyond. And when we're feeling 
out of our mind, out of our head, we get a little wild, we get a little crazy. In addition to that, gravity isn't as strong on the earth. We're less grounded. We're more prone to injury. And it's just a time when we can get more hurt, when we can do stupid things that we regret. Um, It's kind of that party time. It's a time when there are more ER visits or emergency room visits to the hospital. It's also a time when more babies are born. So it's just a time of heightened life force energy. We're humans having this human experience. Hallelujah. Versus during the new moon where it's like, man, we are humans having this drag of a human experience and it is overwhelming. And then in the full moon, we're like, yeah, we're human. We're on earth. Let's party. Let's have a good time. No regrets. It's just such a shift in energy because we have all of that extra heightened prana. By the way, when we're in new moon energy, we're in apana energy, and that's the energy at the exhale or the bottom of the breath. So take a deep breath in right now. Take a deeper breath out. Let's do that again. Deep breath in. Slower, longer, deeper breath out. Do you feel kind of that sinking down feeling? It's a down-regulating breath. It helps to down-regulate our energy. So during the new moon, we're in this upon it energy. It's a down-regulating energy. It's a time to rest. It's a time to meditate. It's a time to prioritize self-care. But when we're in that full moon, baby, and that prana is heightened, it's time to put ourselves out there. It's time to take action. It's time to go for it. It's time to get things done. And it's time to have fun. Now, what does any of this have to do with menstruation, right? And what does it have to do with manifestation? So let's talk about menstruation first. Like I said, this will be a whole other episode, but quickly touching base long ago in tribal days in pre-modern times all women on this planet were prone to collectively bleed on the new moon or during that new moon portal and you may have heard of the time of the red tent so there was once a time when All of the women would come together during the new moon to bleed and to share wisdom and insight and just come together as women because we need that collective feminine energy. It provides us that nurturing comfort that we really need to thrive. So during ancient times, pre-modern times, women came together, all bled on the new moon And then the introduction of artificial light came into the world. More women went into the workforce or there were just more artificial lights in the world. Technology, radio waves, all that fun stuff started to mess with our cycles, kind of took us out of the natural world. We no longer really focused on the moon anymore either. And I think that that really played into it. But all of these things combined and women no longer had that sinking up. 
Now, do women still sync up from time to time? Yes, we do. Groups of women tend to sync up just because we come together collectively with our energy. I think it's just a natural thing. But overall, women now bleed kind of all over the place. And women bleed a lot more now with the full moon versus the new moon. But regardless of when you bleed, new moon, full moon, somewhere in between, most menstruation cycles last for around 29 and a half days, the same time as the moon. And this is what I found really fascinating when I first started learning about all of this. I thought, wow, we line up with the moon. That makes so much sense. And the deeper you dive, the more you also learn that the moon has to do with feminine energy and the sun has to do with masculine energy. So when we're in that full moon energy and the sun is reflecting down onto the earth and we feel like we should just go out there and go for it and we're feeling a little wild and crazy, we're also feeling a little bit more passionate about our dreams and about life and about prana itself. And it's a time when we might merge with the masculine and become pregnant and create life. Full moons are a time when we tend to be in ovulation Or if you just think about your own personal menstrual cycle, your dark moon, new moon phase is when you bleed. Your full moon phase is when you ovulate. So we're combining more with that masculine solar energy, that go for it energy. But conception of a child aside, it's also a time when we bring in that go get it masculine energy to go after our dreams or just go live our life with full force. Versus when we're in the new moon phase, it's a time to rest and turn within, and we're in more of the feminine phase, the nurturing phase, the time of self-care. So can you see how they both line up? Now, yes, not all women bleed 29 and a half days. In fact, even until very recently, I only bled around 23 to 25 days. But if you are a woman who bleeds, I highly suggest that you just start your personal new moon with day one of when you bleed and then write out your cycle and see how many days it is, see how your energy feels. Is there a point about halfway through your cycle where you feel more energetic, more aligned, more excited, maybe a little bit more turned on, right? Turned on for life. And is there a time when you're feeling more tired as you prepare to drop back into that bleeding time or that new moon phase? So that's all I'm going to say about that. But it's a really interesting thing, and it's something that, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known this at a much younger age, especially because I had such a fascination with the stars and astrology, and it just kind of made more sense, and it was a lot more beautiful to explain it in this way versus saying you can get pregnant, or from the health class perspective, you can get an STD instead of actually explaining to us girls what was going on with our body and how it aligned with this very natural thing in the outer world.
Okay, let's talk about the good, juicy stuff that's good for anybody, man, woman, however you identify, whether you bleed or not. Let's talk about using the moon to manifest your dreams, to help you reach your goals. I will tell you that when I started working with the moon versus doing things like vision boards, and I still do vision boards, but I use them in a different way. But when I went beyond vision boards or envisioning through meditation or dream journaling or using affirmations or just whatever it was I was trying to do to manifest, when I started working with the cycles of the moon, it was like my manifestation potential just increased a thousandfold. It was like I went on fast forward when it came to making my dreams come true. And I think it's because when you work with the lunar cycle versus maybe just setting a goal once a year or twice a year, like we almost all set goals on the beginning of the year, right? New Year's, New Year's Day. Some people set goals with their birthdays. I always like to do that as well. But beyond that, when do we actually set attainable goals. And I don't think it's very often. And so when I started to work with the lunar cycles, I had the opportunity to set a goal every single month or to check in with my dreams and how I was moving forward towards them every single month. Instead of kind of like setting this goal once a year maybe checking in with it six months down the road and then a month away from it going, oh crap, it's here, it's almost here, it didn't work out. I mean, just being honest, that's my own experience. I don't know about you, but setting a goal once or twice a year just wasn't working for me. So when I started to work with the moon, I said, hey, I've got 30 (laughs) days-ish to try to get closer to making my dreams come true if I don't actually make them come true during that lunar cycle. So if you want to work with the moon in regards to manifestation, it starts with that new moon phase and that time of darkness in the time of needing to rest and turn within. This is a really potent time to meditate or to dream journal or to simply think about what you want. During the new moon, a great journal prompt or meditation prompt for you is, or a self-conversational prompt is, what do I want? And why do I want it? I think that's another important part of the manifestation formula. But Thinking about what you want in full detail, what dreams are you trying to achieve and create, and write that out. You know, put it on your vision board, write it out in your dream journal, actually bring those details to mind, draw them out, sketch them out, you know, voice record it out, whatever you need to do to make it move beyond what you're picturing in your mind and kind of bringing it forth into the next step. This is what you do during the new moon portal. And then fast forward halfway through the lunar cycle, you're back to the full moon. This is the time when you check in. 
You're halfway through the lunar cycle. How are you doing in regards to your dreams, your goals? Have you taken action yet? If not, it's time to take action. It's also a time when you have a lot of energy. So you're going to have a lot of energy to either move forward with your dreams or let them go. You know, having this check-in point halfway is a great time to say, hey, do I need to let this go right now? Is this not the right dream for me or not the, the right goal for me right now? Or do I continue to move forward? And if you're moving forward, you're also asking yourself how you're feeling. Do you feel good right now or do you feel off? Do you feel misaligned? Do you feel unmotivated? Do you feel excited? You know, where are you at on the spectrum? Because if you're feeling good, that's generally a good sign to keep moving forward towards what you're working on. And if you're not feeling good, it's a sign either to redirect or make a change so that you start to feel good, right? And then by the time you come back around to the new moon again, right? So two weeks in, you're in that full moon. Two weeks later, you're back to the new moon again. You reassess. And you either keep going towards the same goals and dreams or you redirect and you dream about new things and you develop new goals and you think about taking action in a different way, down a different path. There's no right or wrong. The other thing I love about working with the moon is that when you need to start over, you start over and you don't dwell on the past. The moon just keeps moving forward cycle after cycle, not dwelling on an energy of the past, not holding on to a certain sign or a certain phase. She just keeps going. And so can we. So are you going to start manifesting with the moon now? Are you excited about this information? (laughs) Are you going to start tracking your menstruation cycle if you're a woman who bleeds? I want to hear all about it. Do you already work with the moon? And if you have, has it helped you to fast forward making your dreams come true? Do you work with the lunar phases in a different way? Share it all in the comments, in the reviews. I would love to hear about your own journey with the moon and your own journey with how you use lunar energy to make it all work for you. Does the full moon make you crazy and you want to understand more? Do you want to dive deeper into the lunar phases and how they affect your energy? Do you want to learn how to align with the moon and use it to reach your goals and manifest your dreams? If this is the case for you, I would highly suggest checking out my program, Moon Magic. This is an online program that takes you through a complete lunar cycle So from new moon through the first quarter moon, through the full moon and the last quarter moon, and it's going to explain how each of these lunar phases affects your energy. When you understand how lunar energy affects you, you also learn how to better align to stick to your habits and reach your goals. This is something that I have been doing for nearly a decade now, and I can tell you that working with the moon has fast-tracked my ability to make my dreams come true. It also helped me to develop a deeper go-with-the-flow feeling when it came to handling the outer world. Once I started to understand how lunar energy affected the collective, 
I started to understand that not everything was my fault. And I also didn't take things so personally when people reacted or acted in a certain way. Basically, when I learned to align myself with the moon and understand the different phases of lunar energy, I started to understand myself and my life. I also found a path to navigate this modern day world with more understanding and peace. So if you've been curious about more than just the full moon and why it makes people crazy, this is where you start. You'll go on this whole lunar cycle with me, and once you come through on the other side with a new new moon, I'm hoping that you will have gained the knowledge and wisdom you need to navigate this modern-day world a little bit more effectively. To find out more about this program, you can go to venalinae.com slash moonmagic. That's venalinae.com slash moon m-a-g-i-c-k that's magic with a k and you can read more about the program there you can read all about the program content as well as my own personal journey with the moon for tuning into this episode today i'm going to give you a discount on the program Listeners can receive 13% off by entering the code PODCASTMOON at the checkout. That's 13% off for 13 moons in a moon calendar year. So if you want to save 13% on moon magic, go to venalinae.com slash M-O-O-N-M-A-G-I-C-K and enter the code PODCASTMOON at checkout. Can you see now how the moon can provide so much support and so much guidance in regards to not only living our life, but especially if you're a woman, can you see that? And even if you're not a bleeding woman, even if you're not a woman, can you see how the moon can help you understand your energy a little bit more? You know, there's times that you're going to feel super out there and ready to party, and ready to live life. And there's other times that you're going to feel like being a hermit and being at home. And I think if you didn't know about the moon until now, you might have felt like there was something wrong with you at some point in that flux and flow of your energy. But the truth is, it's all normal because we're natural beings on this earth planet affected by all of the other cosmic bodies rotating around us including the moon. I mean, think about it. Think about how the moon affects the tides of the ocean. There's even certain times it's, I know, I don't know what full moon it is, but there's one very specific full moon every year when all of the corals spawn in the ocean at the same time. There's also one specific moon every year that all of the whales, the blue whales are born. It's a very natural thing to be in tune with the moon. And the more you understand each individual lunar cycle and how it can impact you individually, the more you just start to vibe with it all. And the less crazy you feel, (laughs) and the more you start to understand that the world around you maybe isn't crazy either, but definitely just vibing with this lunar energy as well. 
I mean, really, this is where it started with me. And the more I learned about the moon, the deeper I dove. And eventually I learned that each moon has a zodiac sign affiliated with it. So each new moon has a certain astrology sign. Each full moon has a certain astrology sign. And the more I started to learn about that astrological influence, the more I started to understand more about astrology itself. And that led me down a path of just learning about astrology and learning about the signs themselves. And that led me learning about the houses, the cosmic houses. And then I'm learning about Vedic astrology. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's spiritual breadcrumbs, as I call them. And it led me to the path where I am today. It all started with learning about the moon. And by the way, if you are into astrology, I am a Capricorn moon. So as I started to understand that each moon had a different astrology sign associated with it, I also learned that we all have a moon sign. We have a sun sign, a moon sign, a rising sign. We have all kinds of signs. I'm a Libra sun, Leo rising, Capricorn moon. What are you, by the way? Put it in the comments. Put it in the reviews. And if you don't know what you are, I do birth chart readings. (laughs) Just a little side plug. I do mini birth chart readings, miniature, mini, M-I-N-I. I do mini birth chart readings for your sun, moon, and rising sign only. And then if you want to go deeper, you can also get a full birth chart. And that gives you your sun, moon, rising, all of your planets, your Chiron, and your missing element. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'm happy to make one up for you. My fees vary depending on the chart that you want, but you can send me a message either through email or social media and contact me and we will talk more and I'm happy to help you figure out what your moon sign is in addition to everything else. So what does a Capricorn moon mean? Just in case you're curious or if any of my Capricorn moons out there are listening, well, it means that you need a little bit of structure in your life. You have to kind of emotionally process in boxes. So, okay, I'm going to emotionally process this trauma right now. And then maybe tomorrow I'll emotionally process that fight I had with so-and-so last week. (laughs) Capricorn moons, does this make sense? Let me know in the review. Let me know in the comments. It also means that Capricorn moons are very much structured around Kind of like everything having a place and an order and a value of things. Capricorn moons really put a lot of value on things. Not necessarily materialistic, but more just seeing the value of things. And although Capricorn moons have a strong attraction to money, earning money, being defined by the value of money, they also understand that money is kind of just one form of the structural exchange of energy. So money's just one part of it. And it's probably why I give away so much for free and (laughs) have a really uncomfortable hard time selling and putting ads in my podcast and 
promoting my things, but I am running a business and I am trying to do what I love for a living. That's a little bit of that feminine passion within the Capricorn lunar influence. So yeah, by the way, just a little side note, I mentioned that the sun is masculine energy, the moon is feminine energy. If you understand anything about the chakras, the second energy center, our sacral chakra, is our internal moon, our internal lunar energy. And that's our place where we emotionally process. It's also our place we, where we relate to others beyond family. So it's where we have romantic relationships. We also have friendships, platonic relationships. It's also where we find worthiness. So that money factor comes in a little bit. It's also um, our energy of pleasure, attraction, sexuality, reproductivity, conception, all that good stuff. So see how it can be related to the menstrual cycle, right? See how it can be related to creating the life of your dreams or helping you to find that you're not only worthy, but you can have anything that you value. We find this all in our lunar energy and we find it all by working with the moon. Okay, I'm going to quit mumbling now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this gave you some more insight on the moon. I hope that maybe you get a little bit inspired to work with the moon from now on um, or you develop a deeper curiosity about the moon. And I'd love to hear, of course, if you have any questions uh, later on down the road in this podcast, I love to do Q&A episodes. So if you have any questions about the moon, working with the moon, menstruation cycle stuff, fertility cycle stuff, manifestation stuff, all of it, put it in the comments, put it in the reviews, and I will hopefully be able to respond in a future episode, but I will definitely respond to you through written word. Okay, fam, until next time, episode three, we are going to dive deeper into astrology. I'm going to talk a little bit about Libra season because I am a Libra and we are launching this podcast in the middle of Libra season. So I'm going to talk more about that. And I'll talk a little bit more about the astrological events that have already happened in October and what's to come for the rest of the month. Until next time, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace. May we all feel loved. Loka somasta sukino babantu. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one-hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. 
It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.